Thursday, December 9th, 2021. And today on the show, we're going to talk about how Nintendo's ex-president, Reggie Filzame, is coming back for the Game Awards. A Sony vice president who's gotten himself in a little bit of hot water. And Fortnite is maybe soon going to get the Unreal 5 treatment. This is the Culture Jack News Desk. This is the Culture Jacked News Desk here on the Culture Jacked Podcast. Why did I name this show so redundantly with the title of our very own podcast? My name is Dustin, and I will be your host today. I will be talking to you, as we do oftentimes here on the News Desk, about video game news. But before we do that, I wanted to address kind of the elephant in the room. If you tuned into the broadcast last week, you will know... Then I asked you, I pleaded with you, I begged for you to leave us a comment, leave us a review, and leave us an email, which is not something uh, dissimilar to what I usually do. I usually go through those steps and ask you for those things. But last week was special because I realized, I looked at the calendar as I, as I occasionally do, but maybe not oftentimes enough on the show, and I realized that today's show was also coinciding with the Game Awards, the 2021 Game Awards hosted by Jeff Keeley, And I usually put this show out first thing in the morning. I, well, I say usually. I try to uh, put this show out first thing in the morning. Now, if I cannot, sometimes it's out a little later. Uh, so I asked you, would you prefer me put this show out first thing in the morning so you can listen to it. Maybe it's become part of your routine. And if that's the case, that's that's great news. Uh, let me know about that as well. Uh, but if not, would your preference for, be for me to put it out early? Or would your preference be for me to wait until the Game Awards has concluded? All of the announcements and breakdowns and gameplay footages have been showcased. And then get my hot take on them and release an episode later in the day. I did put out a poll on Twitter. And anyone that was paying attention knows the result of that poll. Uh, there was one person that responded to it. I believe it was me. <laughs> so, so Dustin, uh, this is for you, buddy. You requested to put out an early show like normal. And as such, as all of the rest of you were delinquent in your responses, I am going to be covering the Game Awards next week. So you have to wait a whole week now because you did not vote. This is, I mean, this is democracy in action. This is what you get. Um, so that's, I guess, a little housekeeping off the, off the top of the show here. Well, enough about that. Enough about your uh, recalcitrant behavior and on to the news. All right, we're, we're going to start the news off in Russia this week. And this news, like much of the news in the first part of this broadcast at least, is coming from GamingBolt.com. So you can go over there and read the articles yourself. I, I, I like pulling the headlines off of these articles myself just so it gives me some fodder to talk about these things. And then maybe I'm educating you by way of my own echo chamber on some things that are happening within the gaming 
industry. But this first piece of news does come from Russia, and it says Nintendo Russia announces reduced game prices and extended warranties on the Nintendo Switch and accessories. And that's starting on December 6th. They're also talking about giving people a uh, two-year warranty on both consoles and accessories. Now, I don't know if this portends to a price reduction in other places in the world and specifically here in North America and the United States, but I betting money would say that it's not it, it in reading the article. It looks like Russia has pricing uh, regulations that maybe these other countries do not have. And so that is the reason for the, the discount on the switch and switch accessories. So I don't think those same regulations are going to, I don't think they are going to convince Nintendo that they need to do a price drop everywhere because if there's anything we know that is a a hard and fast consistent in the gaming world, it's that Nintendo does not drop its prices. They will have a $60 game for 20 years. I mean, that's just that's just how they do things. Uh, Xbox is, quote, tinkering with cloud-based handheld Xbox prototypes. This is a rumor. Um, it was from a, a Windows Central report claim that Microsoft had been dabbling in Xbox handheld prototypes for some time, which would not be super surprising because they do have the xCloud system that is supposed to be, it, it's, it's very much lauded on handheld devices to include cell phones. And the news that we got last week with the Sony prototype of the handheld remote to be used with mobile devices as well, seems like these two big companies are shifting their strategies a little bit more uh, in favor of mobile gaming. And if you were to ask me, Dustin, what do you think the next big gaming trend is going to be for these, these two giant corporations? I would not have said mobile gaming. And if you're interested in what we think the next big trends are for gaming and, and video games in general and technology and, and television, well, uh, we have an episode all about that. Anthony and I got together and we got to talk all about that. Go check out that episode. It was a good, it was a good episode is all I'm saying. Battlefield is expanding with a multi-studio development model. Now, I guess Call of Duty does something like this as well, but there's a few uh, studios involved. Effect uh, Studios, which was formerly Dice LA. And who else? Who else? Oh, that's Dice. There was someone else. Who was it? I was looking in this article. Uh, the new studio is led by Halo co-creator Marcus Leto. I mean, so that's good news that Halo Infinite has been a smashing success as far as I've heard. What's the other developer? Uh, Ripple Effect, continuing support for Portal. So Ripple Effect did uh, Portal, or maybe they just are supporting Portal or something. But it's cool to know. I mean, it's not cool to know. Hopefully with the incorporation of several different studios, it will reduce things like uh, crunch and worker fatigue and uh, increase things like uh, release dates or it will move up release dates. So we'll be able to get better games sooner with, I don't know, less negative connotations. The Last of Us remake is possibly hinted at in a PlayStation job ad. I don't know why you would remake this game. I know it was very, very popular. I played part of it. It was really, really good. Moss Book 2 uh, releases in spring 2022 for PlayStation VR. I have the original Moss on my Oculus Quest 2, 
which is a wonderful game. Like it's, I think I've talked about it here before, but you play a, a deity to this small little mouse warrior and you control the mouse with your sticks, but you also control your deity hands, these giant blue orbs that you can manipulate things in the, in the mouse's path. Uh, so they can they can continue on with their adventure. It's like a little diorama, and you feel like a giant sitting in the middle of this little diorama while you help this mouse on its quest. So hopefully a PlayStation VR release will say something to a, you know, a quick, a quick turnaround for a Oculus Quest 2 release as well. Apex Legends Raiders Collection event began a couple days ago. So if you were on Apex Legends on December 7th, maybe you already had an opportunity to participate in this event. This event, like any other event in uh, Call of Duty, Battlefield, Fortnite, it's extra skins, extra wraps, extra emotes, extra tags, that sort of that sort of thing. The Lord of the Rings, Gollum, is going to be uh, shown at the Game Awards. So says... So says this confirmation, and we could have had that. That's what we could have been talking about today. If you had only waited, I I don't even want to say 12 hours. No, it would have been more than 12 hours, probably 16 hours. Nope, probably longer than that, 20 hours. If you would have waited 20 hours today, you and I could have been talking about Gollum and all of the different mechanics that were shown off in the gameplay footage at the Game Awards today. We, that, that could have been us. This, <laughs> this, this could be us. Get you a man that can do both. Cause I can only, I can only do one. The gunk got some new gameplay footage, which by all rights looks like a fine game, but this is one of those games where I watched the original trailer for it and I was really jazzed about it. And this character's got this little vacuum thing that they're sucking away gunk and revealing passages and the game uh, looked really, really beautiful in the sim- cinematic gameplay reveal trailer. And this one has a little bit of additional gameplay. And not to say that the, the additional gameplay does not service the way that I feel about the game, but it, it doesn't impress me like that original reveal did. And, and they don't often. You, you can kind of see the wires, see the strings, see how the characters move in a much more clunky fashion than they do in any cinematic trailer. And that's nothing against the gunk. I'm still looking very much looking forward to it. I think my kids are going to very much enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it kind of brought my hype for this game down just a little bit. Cool new footage, though. Go check out the, go check out the new footage. It actually has the voice actress that voices, um, that voices the, the protagonist, the main character, uh, Fiona Nova is her name. Here's an interesting one uh, from It Takes Two. You're familiar with It Takes Two. I talked about It Takes Two. If you're not familiar with It Takes Two and you have a buddy that you want to do some awesome coach coach cow-op, couch co-op, if you do a coach cow-op, that is where you are training bovine in, I want to say, some kind of martial art and you're doing it as part of a commune or a co-op that uh, makes these cows into master assassins? No, let's say accountants. So if you are doing a financial cow coach op, then 
good on you for doing that. Your business acumen is second to none, I have to say. So this is a, a good couch co-op game. I almost did it again with the coach cow-op. Is the couch uh, the cow co-op, coach-op? I don't even know what I said anymore. Anyway, onto this news story. It Takes Two ownership has been abandoned by Hazelite, the developer, due to a trademark claim by Take-Two Interactive. And I've talked with Anthony about this before, but Take-Two and Rockstar Studios is one of his favorite developers and publishers. They, they make great games, the Grand Theft Auto games, the Red Dead Redemption games, and the like. Uh, I can't even remember how this, how this went down. Let's see. Let's see. The claim was apparently filed earlier this year, following which Hazel, Hazel Light has now been forced to abandon ownership of the game. Hazel Light itself says in a statement that though it, quote, cannot comment on ongo ongoing disputes, the studio is, quote, hopeful the matter will be resolved soon. Um, so this says what, what effects it will have on future sales is unknown. I am very happy that I got an opportunity to play this game. It has a very emotional beat to it. You play as one of two, as either the husband or the wife who are having a marital issues and getting a divorce. And the young girl, their, their daughter, is very sad about this, goes to play with her toys. By some magical power, both you and your spouse are transported into these toys. And you have to find a way back to your daughter to convince her to turn you back into humans. And uh, through that, you know, you get to better know your spouse. You get, to, it's, it's a, a therapy, it's a therapy session via a wonderful adventure. And if, if you have not gotten the opportunity to play it, I highly recommend it takes two. Battlefield 2042 reportedly sold 4.23 million units in its first week, which is a lot of units, a lot of games being sold, but player counts in battle Battlefield 2042 are not healthy. I, I can't remember what it was exactly. It was like 100,000 uh, active players, or like that's what it was at its peak, and then it went down to like 30,000 active players, and that the number that I heard was only uh, 10,000 active players was like Titanfall 2 or something. Like, it's not a lot of players. So Battlefield 2042, despite being maybe a disappointment when it comes to the multiplayer and the glitches and the systems running smoothly online, is apparently been a commercial success. Stalker 2, Shadow of Chernobyl. Okay, get this. This game is going to require 180 gigabytes of installation space. Originally listed as 150 gigabytes on console, GSC World's upcoming survival horror FPS has seemingly ballooned in size in route to release. And we've talked about it so many times how you may feel like you have a lot of storage, a lot of uh, memory on your, on your console or on your PC, but these modern games, these big triple A blockbuster games are just there. They are storage hogs, man. So looks like a great game. It still looks like a really good game, which I'm excited to try. I'm going to have to delete like 19 games in order to install it. But but that's something else uh, and that I can do. Ex Nintendo president Reggie Filzami uh, has been confirmed as a presenter for the Game Awards 2021. Now, you see, again. 
if we would have waited that's very simple, very short, very brief, very quick 20 hours, we could have been talking about what Reggie had to say, like his his long desired return. Yeah, Bowser for Nintendo is not bad, but there's no one that's going to replace Reggie. He was such a weird dude. Resident Evil Outrage was a multiplayer-based project and has been an internally canceled by Capcom. This is a rumor that's going around. I can see Resident Evil fitting into a multiplayer theme very well, but I, I think when I imagine it, when I think about it, I would, I would think it would be more a kind of dead by daylight sort of situation where it's a survival horror. You get to play as characters trying to escape a zombie or one of the, I can't remember what the, what the characters were named. He wore a trench coat. He's like a big brute of a man. Anyway, running from one of those guys or, or other, other characters and, and people in the game. The next battlefield game is rumored to be a quote hero shooter. So think Overwatch, think Apex Legends, where you have a roster of heroes that you can select and they have uh, different loadouts, different maybe powers that you have. Maybe one one of these battlefield guys has a dog, another guy's got the wingsuit, another guy's got the drone, etc., etc. Uh, sure, why not? Why not? Crossfire X uh, Twitter teases a upcoming announcement. And so we are all a Twitter. We are all a Twitter, all a flutter with what is going to happen at the Game Awards because it has been teased for the last couple weeks now as a very big event. I mean, Jeff Keighley even said that we are going to see multiple, multiple like eye shattering, brain melting world premieres at this award show. Uh, Xbox has said that they are going to premiere four new Game Pass exclusive, or maybe not Game Pass exclusive, but day one Game Pass releases at this showcase. There have been uh, all kinds of rumors, like even even I participated last week when I said Beyond Good and Evil 2 was going to be showcased at this game award. So Crossfire X, looking forward to that. Dark Souls fan-made sequel Nightfall to release in January 2022. Uh, it's a direct fan-made sequel to the original Dark Souls and is releasing on January 21st. So that's really cool. Um, who who is who is the team that does that? It's not Ninja Theory. It's not Team Ninja. Who does the Dark Souls games? I can't believe I'm blanking on it, man. If you if you know who it is, leave me a comment and tell me tell me who it is. I mean, I'm gonna look it up after this podcast anyway. I mean, I guess I could look it up during this podcast because it's a podcast. There's there's no no rules. Oh, I have I have to turn off airplane mode. I turned on airplane mode so I could record in in peace. I was looking at how to I was looking at how to create a poll on Facebook so I could ask you guys, hey, what do you want? You want an early show or you want a complete show? That's history. How do I do this? Uh, the iPhone updated their app, and so it's all confusing. What was I even looking? Dark Souls developer. Dark Souls Dees. Dark Souls Dees again. The C is too close to the V on this thing. Dark Souls developer. And the answer is Bandai Namco from software. That's the one that I'm thinking of is from, from software. Okay. This Apple iPhone update is really getting me. Now, I just went to my <laughs> to my browser tabs, to the Safari tabs, 
to look something up. And it reminded me that I have an episode coming out tomorrow of the Friday show that you're not going to want to miss. I go through all of the tabs, not all of the tabs. I go through maybe half, maybe a third of the tabs that I have left open on my phone because I never close my tabs. I just open a new one and I look it up because I think that I'm going to need to go back to something else. But anyway, I already recorded that one. It's out tomorrow. Go listen to that. Well, don't listen to it now. Listen to this one now and then listen to that one tomorrow. Activision lays off at least a dozen Raven software QA testers after allegedly promising them raises. That's at least 12 employees. And there's a follow-up story later on in the news where it talks about the rest of the Raven software QA team staging a walkout. Now Activision Blizzard cannot get a break as you'll as you'll be able to tell from another story that we've got here. Sinuous Saga Hellblade 2 will be present at the Game Awards. Now that's a rumor that's going around based on the lack of first party exclusives for Xbox. I would say it's probably pretty likely that we're going to see a Sinuous Saga Hellblade 2. I mean, one can only hope. One of the best-looking games for the Xbox One, and uh, it'll continue continue to be that for Xbox Series X. Contraband. Now, this was uh, E3 2021. They announced this Contraband game. Avalanche Studios, which I believe are the same ones that do the Just Cause games. It has over 150 people working on it. Now, if that sounds like a big number... It might be. If that sounds like a small number, it also might be. I, <laughs> for as talking about video games as much as I do, I don't have a good gauge on what a normal size studio is. But if it made this headline, I would assume that that is a large number. Because if they would have said Contraband has less than 150 people working on it, Using context clues, I would have said, oh, well, that's not very much. But they say they have over 150 people working on it. So, again, using my context clues, my common sense, and my my knowledge of the way sentences are structured, <laughs> I will assume that's a big number. Holy cow, 150 people, and now I'm shocked. So now my reaction has shown uh, the a, a commiserate level with my, <laughs> I guess, internal delibera- deliberation that I had to go through to get there. Anyway, Bioshock 4 is set in a fictional 1960s Antarctic City targeting a 2022 launch. Now, this is another rumor. Um, I love the Bioshock games. Bioshock Infinite, if you have not played Bioshock Infinite, it is an older game. It was released at the tail end of the the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. But if you have not played that, it is so good. I mean... The, the mechanics are great, the animations are smooth, but the story is it, is, it takes place in a flying city, a floating city, where the United States, uh, like the founding fathers and the Constitution and the origins of the United States of America have become almost deified by the society. So, you know, think, if you think uh, Zeus and Athena of ancient Greek lore, um, then you can think Thomas Jefferson and George Washington have been made into these almost godlike, uh, godlike pariahs in the in the game. So it's a really cool game, Bioshock Infinite. And then there's like all kinds of uh, different undertones of racial prejudice and uh, time warping. It's it's a really cool game. 
Bioshock 4, though. I'm ex- excited for it. I <laughs> probably won't play it, but that's just because I have too many damn games to play. Bethesda's Roundhouse Studios is reportedly working on a player versus player versus enemy game based on a major comic license. Hmm. Interesting. Just putting it out there, letting you know in case you're interested in knowing. And that comes from a tweet. Um, let's see. It was a tweet that had had seen a LinkedIn post, I believe. And this guy on Twitter is at phase shike seven, six, eight, one. Um, a what is it? Before closure, they were working on a UE four project. So an unreal engine Four project. So most likely if it is a if it is a project on a major comic book license at this point, it's probably an Unreal Engine 5 project. It's online, team team based, third person shooter based on a major comic license. According to senior character artists, they are still working on this project. It was in an alpha state as of 2018. Um, and Roundhouse Studios don't have any dedicated website or LinkedIn page. So this person, he checked with how many people are working with the studio. 39 profiles said they are working at Roundhouse and 14 employee profiles said working at Human Head Studio. So at least 53 employees plus support from other Bethesda teams. Cool, cool. And we know that Bethesda is a, a first-party studio for Microsoft now after the, after the big purchase. And... Because we're getting all kinds of comic book games for Sony. We're getting Wolverine and the Spider-Mans and the like. Gosh, it would be nice to get something in the win column. Even I would even take a DC comic or maybe an image comic would be cool. A, A major comic book property, especially by one of my favorite developers, despite their recent shortfalls with Fallout 76 and their publicity and stuff like that. Uh, I'd be very excited for that. Gran Turismo 7 trailer unveils a fully electric Porsche Vision sports car. Now that could be big news to a driving aficionado or a racing aficionado, which I am, which I am not. But I just had a question: Wouldn't all of the vehicles in this game be fully electric? <laughs> I got them. You didn't get anything. That was the dumbest joke. Yeah, but it was a uh, was a joke all the same, wasn't it? I'd say. I'd say hardly Fortnite chapter three trailer showcases various battle pass. Uh, this is an old story. Fortnite chapter three is out. I've played it already. Uh, super cool. Entire map change. We've got, <laughs> there were showcases from Dwayne, the rock Johnson. He is now one of the central figures in the Fortnite lore. And I had to, I had to look up a video. I watched this 20 minute video about Fortnite just to get an idea about what was going on. Because my son, he has explained to me some Fortnite lore, but he does it in such an excited way. But this person online did it very nice, very succinct. Anyway, in Fortnite, there's like this thing called the zero point, which is essentially God or the creation of universe. And it has been sucking other universes into it, which explains why, you know, things like The Walking Dead and Naruto and Superman and and Iron Man and all of these different universes are colliding. Well, The Rock plays a character named The Foundation, and The Foundation is a person who worked for a, uh, a group of people, a shady organization called the Imagined Order, or I.O., that's headed up by a person named Sloan, and he worked for them in order to capture the Zero Point, but then they betrayed him, 
uh, and they were not doing anything to secure the zero point. And then there's like time loops as well. Regardless, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has been revealed to be the foundation. Spider-Man's also in it and they've introduced web swinging uh, application or web sw swinging play, web swinging play. Why, why is that hard to say? That a lot of people online have been lampooning the Avengers game because they introduced Spider-Man for the Sony side of things into the Avengers game. And it's kind of been lampooned for the lackluster Spider-Man mechanics. And they're saying, wow, Fortnite did it better. Lego Spider-Man did it better. And I say, good, good, because you know how much of a fan I am of that Avengers game. That is a uh, exclusive character content as DLC for the PlayStation and nothing for the Xbox. Get out of here with that. Oh, here's the story. I talked about it at the top of the show where a Sony vice president is in, in pretty hot water. Now, trigger warning for um, like survivors of sexual assault um, and stuff like that. They're, PlayStation fired this dude. They fired George Cassiapo um, because he was in like this pedophile sting video. He had apparently arranged a meetup with who he thought was a 15-year-old boy. And when he went to answer the door, the lights came on. And I, I watched the video. This guy, it just like he knew what he did. And it was a very, it brought me back. It actually gave me some nostalgia for the uh, Chris Hansen To Catch a Predator series. <laughs> did you ever watch? Why don't you take a seat right over there? And then I can't think of the Chris Hansen To Catch a Predator series without thinking of the South Park satirization of that where Chris Hansen was having an interview with Cartman about his Tourette's and all of these pedophiles, <laughs> they just kept coming into the studio. And once they saw Chris Hansen, they killed themselves right there on the spot, even though uh, <laughs> his friends, Cartman's friends, brought the pedophiles there in order to get, get Cartman to stop bragging about Tourette's that he didn't have, but he actually developed them. And so he didn't want to say something embarrassing in front of Chris Hansen. And so he actually thanked them for bringing all the pedophiles there. Anyway, this guy's out of a job. <laughs> you cannot be a sexual predator and be working for Sony PlayStation. They made it perfectly clear. And it's nice to be talking about, I mean, it's not nice to be talking about pedophiles and being uh, talking about, you know, uh, sexual abusers that, that might appear just to know that they're in the world is a terrifying thought, but it's nice to be talking about a, uh, a scandal that is not Activision and Blizzard, but don't you worry. They have made the new show today as well. Marvel Spider-Man remastered Spider-Man No Way Home Suits are coming December 10th for the PlayStation 5 edition of Spider-Man. They talked about it in another in another article. Insomniac addressed uh, the the frustration I guess fans have with these suits not being available on PlayStation 4. And I, I actually I'll I'll get to it. I have the I have the tweets here. Yeah, the Raven QA team walked out. Sonic has uh, been teased to be at the Game Awards. So after the web domain for Sonic Frontiers was discovered, a series of cheeky Twitter exchanges teased the hedgehog being at the show in some form. I haven't played a Sonic game in a long time. And the last one that I played was not very good. It was like a 3D one. The controls were all wonky. It was, it was not... It was not it was not very good for what I would consider to be one of uh, gaming's icons. 
You know, when you think gaming icons, you think Sonic, you think Mario, you think Crash Bandicoot. Um, yeah, it, it, it did him uh, a disservice, at least in my mind. Now, there will be a day that I play a Sonic game that comes to Game Pass that I didn't have to buy, and it completely redeems him in my eyes. But that is probably not today. We'll see what the Game Awards show, shows off. Microsoft will announce four new day one releases for the Xbox Game Pass on PC at the Game Awards 2021. I talked about that already. Spiritfarer is getting a new uh, event and an adventure, a new event and adventure, a new event in the form of some DLC content. Jackie and Daria update is out on December 13th, so look forward to that. If you haven't played Spiritfarer, great game, beautifully animated heartwarming story you play as a person who ferries off the damned to their final rest and it's frankly it's, it's beautiful if you haven't played it play it already director explains why the xbox studios next game will be multi-platform and not xbox published now this is pretty big news actually because uh ori and the the will of the wisps and ori in the blind forest were an xbox exclusive game and by all rights, you would think that the studio would continue as their relationship seems good. They, they've already touted, you know, how great Game Pass has been for these franchises. And so maybe that doesn't mean the next Ori game. Maybe the next Ori game remains a console exclusive game. And not entirely console exclusive because the Nintendo Switch did get Ori in the Blind Forest and Will of the Wisps, I think. I'm, I'm all for seeing more out of the studio, whether it's multi-platform or not. As long as it's not PlayStation exclusive, I'm all good. The Game Awards 2021 will have four or five, that's quote, four or five Elden Ring level reveals, says Jeff Keighley. Now, he's really hyping this thing up, and for good reason. Uh, Jeff Keighley was very instrumental in the Summer of Games, Summer of Gaming, and he has been one of my favorite announcers to watch, to listen to, to get my news from because he's just he feels very real. Like a lot of these other other people feel very scripted uh, with no nuance uh, behind them. But Jeff Keighley, he feels like a person to me that has real passion uh, for the games, for the gaming industry. Final Fantasy 14 Endwalker is out now. So if you were waiting for that one, that came out a couple days ago. Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1 is coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One in quarter one, 2022. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection launches for PlayStation 5 on January 28th, 2022. And that includes, I think, just two the two games. Gosh, I can't remember what Uncharted games they are. I think it's Uncharted 4 and Uncharted Den of Thieves, Uncharted and the... Great Rock Climb, Uncharted and the Tom Holland, Uncharted and the Nathan Fillion. <laughs> I'm still looking forward to that movie. It's going to be dumb. I know it. Um, it's going to be Red Notice. Did anyone watch Red Notice on Netflix? Like it was it was it was a dumb, fun movie. And Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot, you know, they all they all did great, but it was very predictable and it was very like. Yeah, you're selling this on your star power and not on your story. Oh, that's what it is. It was... 
Oh, no, this is a different story. This is Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, and Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Oh, okay, I guess those are the two Those are the two games. But they had PlayStation 4 versions before this remastered version came out. They are now unavailable to buy on the PlayStation Store, which, I mean, I understand from a business perspective. You want to get, you're, you're selling these games anew. You don't want these other, other games to be played. But didn't we just have a problem with that with the Grand Theft Auto Definitive Edition? Like, it came out... And it was buggy and glitchy, and they'd already taken the older copies of those games off the storefront. So now they're just they're stuck with the the shitty version. If you want to buy the game, I don't like that. I don't like that practice. So here's Insomniac explaining why PlayStation Four users are not getting the new Spider-Man DLC suits. Uh, so Insomniac Games uh, posted in a tweet replying to at uh, Network BSG. Since its 2018 release, we've updated Marvel's Spider-Man PlayStation 4 19 times, adding more suits and features than originally planned. Each patch has been more technically complex, especially with maintaining PlayStation 4 HDD streaming performance. They continued in a second tweet, To ensure fans continue enjoying Marvel's Spider-Man on PlayStation 4 at its optimal performance, we've made the difficult decision to release these new suits for Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered on PlayStation 5, where our PlayStation 5 engine allows us to update the game without jeopardizing player experience. I I think that this is not likely. I <laughs> maybe I'm just a cynic. Maybe I'm I'm too doubtful and untrusting at my core, but I don't feel like Adding an extra skin to a game is going to uh, proffer a game-breaking bug or glitch or wrecking the game's ecosystem entirely. I mean, hell, we just talked about Fortnite, and Fortnite has a new skin every three days, and it's not breaking the game. Although I guess you could make an argument for uh, those games kind of being designed around that kind of, that kind of cosmetic update. Xbox isn't solely focusing on Game Pass, says Phil Spencer. What are they focusing on, Phil? Um, he says, this couldn't be further from the truth when he's talking about Xbox Game Pass in the case of Microsoft, first-party blockbusters in the case of Sony. Spencer says he envisions a time when everyone on Xbox will be an Xbox Game Pass subscriber. Uh, he said, I'm not picking on you when I say that, but you know... The thing I get a lot is it's all about X or it's all about Y or it's all about Z. And when you're running the platform, it's all about X, Y, and Z, right? It's all of those things. Do I want or do I envision everybody who's on Xbox being a, being a Game Pass subscriber? I don't. I want people to make their choice. Some people want to buy all the games we ship and create their own library. So what is he saying here? What is he talking about? Well, we still have our doubts as to whether the subscription service is sustainable. Spencer, for one, believes that it is, quote, very, very sustainable. Okay, those are those are upcoming games. That's that's it for GamingBolt.com. I actually, I went off the beaten path a little bit this week. You know, I usually stick to Gaming Bolt, and I have a pretty good time uh, with them. They deliver news, but I was like, hell, let's... Let's go check check something else out. And I decided to go over to IGN.com. 
Um, this is where I saw the news that Fortnite is officially moving to Unreal Engine 5. And Fortnite is a very pretty game. Like, already, they have done such wonderful things. And I remember when I first got the Xbox Series S and I started playing Fortnite on it, I was like, oh, my God, this game has clouds. This is amazing. So I can't imagine what it's going to look like in the Unreal uh, 5 engine. Sony reveals, uh, no, that's not what I wanted to talk about. In IGN, I've got like three or four article headlines here, and I don't care about 8K VR headset prototypes. Oh, maybe I should care about that. Sony reveals an 8K VR headset prototype. Oh my gosh, Oculus, Sony's coming for you. But though Sony has a pretty robust VR program, if I if I do recall correctly. No, what I wanted to talk about this article here, uh, third-party PlayStation 5 DualSense controllers have been announced. And I guess this is uh, unique and important because there have not been any third-party controllers announced yet for the PlayStation 5. Or maybe it's been for PlayStation 4 as well? No, that couldn't be because I swear I've had some very shitty off-brand PlayStation controllers. Hmm. Halo TV series is rumored to appear at the uh, Game Awards. No, not rumored. It says it will appear at the Game Awards. So we could see a little from the Halo TV series. I am loving that Halo is making such a such a big splash right now. And last week I talked about subscription services that I don't have. And I believe the Halo TV series is on one of them. So unfortunately, I'm probably not going to get to watch it. You guys will have to tell me how it is. Let me know. Ubisoft, okay, so there's two articles from Ubisoft right here. Ubisoft announces Quartz, a blockchain-powered NFT cosmetic system. So here's where we're starting to see some of that cryptocurrency, some of that Web3, Metaverse, blockchain, NFT stuff creeping into our regular gaming habits. They also said in a statement that they would reconsider their new NFTs if the environmental impacts aren't solved. So no doubt after that first announcement, they got some pushback and said, hey, don't you know that these giant, um, these giant cryptocurrency farms, these Bitcoin mining operations are, are incredibly damaging to the environment and they suck up so much power. And then they put out the statement that said, hey, if well, they can't figure that out. But it's interesting to see this cryptocurrency stuff kind of drift further and further into the mainstream. Like I just saw a a preview, like I said, for crypto crypto.com with Matt Damon. So I was very surprised about this. And now a major video game developer, Ubisoft, is talking about putting NFTs in their in their games. Which I heard someone else, I heard another commentator talking about that and was like, man, it sounds like a great idea. It sounds like a, it's all all well and good. But imagine you're playing a game and you, you defeat a boss and you get a katana or you get an assault rifle that you're like, oh, that's the loot that they dropped and it's just so good. But now it is worth actual money or actual cryptocurrency in the game space. So you as the player have to decide whether you're going to pick up that weapon and then work it off on your taxes the next tax season. Like, because it will actually have intrinsic value. And then they said the, the problem is further compounded when you think of children playing games with NFTs in them. My God, you think we have a problem now with loot boxes and, and, and children gambling in that way. Imagine what we have 
when you've got little Timmy and Sally back at home and they're collecting NFTs and working off the blockchain. Ooh, that's going to be a real interesting situation. And if it's not regulated soon, I'm sure it will be eventually. Uh, okay. Couple more, couple more. This one's not from, this one's not from IGN. I went over to game rant too. Like, I feel like since I'm giving you this early episode instead of the complete episode that you deserve but didn't want because no one told me that they wanted it, I should at least give you something real thorough. Like this is as thorough as it can get without the Game Awards. And if you want uh, to to watch the Game Awards, when are the Game Awards? Game Awards time. All right. And I, I hope it gives me the 2021. Uh, the Screen Rant has a has an article about it. They're here December 9th at what time? Uh, 5 p.m. And so that's 5 p.m. Uh, West Coast time. So for Alaska, that's going to be 4 p.m. or an hour earlier. All right, cool. So if you want to watch those, it's 5 p.m. Um, uh, Pacific Standard Time. I said West Coast time. <laughs> Sometimes... Time zones just need to have um, have some feuds, have some have some rival gang wars and the like. Okay, where was I? Okay, one one more story. This one more, yeah. Okay, one more story. <clears throat> Allow me to clear my throat. This is going to take some getting through. I'm going to have to read it to you a little bit. This one is pretty interesting. It's pretty bizarre though. Uh, this one I got from Game Rant. Dot com. So a gun manufacturer has been accused of stealing a design from a video game. And so it, we've talked about, you've heard about the game Escape from Tarkov. And it appears the gun design wasn't necessarily stolen by developer Battlestate Games, but rather by a real-life gun manufacturer that licensed the gun to them. Uh, what happened here? Indio, 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 Indio Indie Studio Ward B has been sharing highly detailed weapon designs for its upcoming title, Oceanic, since 2019. CEO Marcelano Ceseda believes one of them, a futuristic shotgun dubbed the EPM-28 Mastodon, has reappeared as a weapon in Escape from Tarkov and in real life as the MP-155 Ultima. Uh, Ward was reportedly contacted by Maxim Kuzin, an individual who billed himself as, quote, a producer of industrial projects for multiple companies, including Kalishnikov Concern, although he expressed interest in adapting the Mastodon uh, into a real-life gun, which Ward B. was apparently quite excited about. He soon went dark, and the Indios, Indie Studio, <laughs> I said it again, the, the Indio Studio, the Indie Studio assumed he, uh, the deal had fallen through. So it sounds like instead of instead of this gun manufacturer making a deal with Ward B Studios, they made a deal with with the Tarkov studio. Marcelino Ceseda stated that two weapons have an uncanny number of similarities, including color, general sh general shape, and aesthetic. More specifically, spe specific. <laughs> I can tell it's the end of the end of the podcast or we're getting close because I am really struggling. Uh, so a lot of the specific details of these weapons are very similar. However, what clinched it for Ward B was a small 
L-shaped indentation on one side of the Ultima that the India Indies. <laughs> God damn, I'm 0 for 3 at this point. That the indie studio uh, used as a visual motif on multiple oceanic guns. Uh Kalishnikov Concern has begun taking pre-orders for the MP-155 Ultima, which is priced at $1,700 uh, or 1300 euro. The indie studio, got it that time, <laughs> come at me, bro, <laughs> has given up on a formal uh, legal case due to the complexities of an American company taking action against a Russian one. As of writing, Marcelino Ceseda states that he simply wants to raise awareness uh, that Ward B's work is now on display worldwide without credit. So I guess that's really, really all you can do in that situation. Now, Anthony oftentimes on his shows talks about, he talks about collectors and collectibles and those sorts of things. I wonder if a weapon like this, if you were to buy this MP155 Ultima, especially with the controversy that it's now seemingly embroiled in, with this game studio who says that their intellectual property has been repurposed in a physical format and being used without their consent or consideration, like what that would do to that weapon as far as a uh, collectability standpoint or, or from a collector's perspective. So I just thought that was very interesting and very neat. Okay, let's get on to the games that just came out, are coming out, uh, so I can get you the heck out of here. And you can sit around and wait for the Culture Jack podcast next week if you haven't already tuned into the Game Awards show to find out what the Game Awards 2021 was all about. Okay, so a couple days ago, Final Fantasy XIV uh, Endwalker came out, and we talked about that on PlayStation 4 and 5 and PC. Halo Infinite came out yesterday. So I I have to make an admission to you. I have to uh, let you know of my guilt. I am not recording this on the day before, but two days before Halo Infinite came out. But I can only assume I've downloaded it. I'm playing it and I am enjoying it thoroughly. If I am not... I will update it in <laughs> update you in a tweet or a Facebook post or an Instagram story or something along those lines. But that's out for Xbox uh, One and Series and on the PC. Monster Rancher One and Two DX uh, comes out today. Congratulations on the PC, the Nintendo Switch, and on iOS. And then it looks like we're having a very very sparse uh, video game releases. Up through the, the rest of the month on December 13th through the 19th, we have Among Us being released on PlayStation and Xbox consoles on December 14th. And then Aeterna Noctis on all Xboxes and PlayStations, Nintendo Switches and PCs. And then finally on December 16th, we've got Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Um, that's coming out on PlayStation 4 and 5 and PC. And those are, those are really all the games that are that are coming out here in the next uh, in the next week or two, and that's really all the all the news that's coming out of my mouth on on this day, <laughs> on this day that you didn't get the game award show, but you got my show early early on in the morning, and so I hope it satiated you until until next week. But if you like this 
show. If you like this podcast, please do consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving us a review, leaving us a comment on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at Culture Jack, heading over to the Beams app where we talk, we talk with you. You actually make podcasts with us. You can contribute your voice uh, via an audio audio format we can have a little conversation about whatever it is marvel comic books tv television video games technology we can talk about your life your future you know why we're all here what we're doing how many atoms are are built into our bodies anything we can talk about whatever you want over there on beams or if you'd like to send us an email uh, with a subject or topic that you're interested in you'd like to hear our particular perspective or take on it you can send us an email at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com but that is all of the news stories that I have for you today. Thank you for tuning into the Culture Jack News Desk, and we will see you next week.